Welcome back to the Off the Bar Podcast. My name is Ben. I'm joined with Brandon today, and today we're going to be talking about the FA Cup semifinals. We had Arsenal beating Manchester City 2-0 and Chelsea beating Manchester United 3-1. We're going to start with Arsenal first, just because it was played on Saturday. It was the first game played. Uh, Brandon, what did you think about the game? Uh, I definitely think I was right now with the scoreline, for sure. Uh, I was de- definitely think I was right because, uh, for several reasons... One, I just knew that it was going to be whoever can create their, whoever can finish their chances. Yeah. Uh, will definitely tr- uh, will definitely win that game. I definitely uh, believe that you know Man City couldn't finish their chances. I mean, they had no, twelve yeah, shots and only two on goal, while Arsenal had five shots and five were on goal. Um, you know, City obviously dominated possession. Um, I think that also uh, was because that Arteta pretty much was like, hey, let's sit back a little bit more once yeah. we get the first goal or two. Um, so that's whatever. You know, and obviously City was probably dominating more offensively on the ball with having 12 corners um, and that sort of aspect. And I know I did say 3-1 to City. I think it just also proved that, you know, uh, City need work on defense. I mean, they played Eric Garcia. They had Laporte. Um but I, I was right in terms of uh, it was going to be who can outpace the other player. And obviously, Aubameyang, who's just deadly quick. Yeah. Um, definitely. Like 29-30. Yeah. Still and honestly, Xhaka and Tierney had pretty good games for them as yeah. well. I mean, if you even look at the defense, the kind of stride that someone like David Luiz, someone like um, a Mustafi has had, from that beginning of the lockdown where they looked awful. And right. you even, like, I'm not going to say they were perfect in form since, but David Luiz looked immense for, uh, for Arsenal. Right. He looked really, really good. Yeah, no, for sure. And I think, honestly, um, Arsenal played well. I think City, um, again, I'm not really a big fan of Gabriel Jesus. Um, I think they definitely were missing Aguero. Uh, for sure, and obviously Sterling couldn't finish off the chances. Um, you know, I think it just proves to show that, um, again, a city need uh, center backs and defensive help going into this uh, going into this transfer window. And I also believe that Arsenal still needs some fixing to do because it really wasn't a clean game for them as well. Yeah, no. Uh, Possession-wise, they got dominated in. And again, I mean, they didn't have as many shots. Yeah. I mean, even if you look at, like, Man City, if they would have Aguero, they would probably win that game. Like, it was, I, it was more so of the conversion of the chances. Because yeah. you look at, like, the, the, there's a cross that came in, there was a corner that came in. If Sterling's aware, that's a goal. If Sterling can, which, again, he's he was not on target today. If Sterling could, uh, he got it past across goal another time where he just shot it wide. If on another day, if Aguero's on them, those are goals. Yeah, no, for sure. And I definitely believe that. Um, I believe that City probably could have scored or tried to at least make this a game, but Arsenal's defense really stepped up to the occasion and, you know, Aubameyang just finished the chances. Um, besides that, uh, looking at um, looking at those two, I think it's going to be interesting to see, and I alluded to in uh, in my discussion, uh, what their plans for the summer could be. Yeah, I know. Uh, again, we both agreed that they do need help defensively. You know, Mendy hasn't been that left back that they wanted. Yeah, He'd been injured. Uh, Zanchevo's kind of stepped up into that role as well. But they're looking for someone like Ben Chilwell. Even looking, in, especially when we talk about defensive. 
They're looking at someone like uh, Kadir Koulibaly. They're looking uh, at Nathan some, Ake, yeah. someone that could definitely give them a bit more pace because Laporte is still so Laporte is slow. Is a bit slow. I mean, yeah, I mean, look, he's a great defender, but no, he's injured sure. yeah. a lot. Yeah, and I think that's one of the problems because they played Fernandinho in the position, they played Rodri in that position. <laughs> they're defensive midfielders, they're not defenders. Otamendi hasn't been the best, so no, you have to look. Otamendi at definitely does show his age, um, but yeah. Um, he, I think it just shows that City do need to go out and get a defender. Which they can do now because they were only fined $10 million by UEFA. And right. they turned around and said, yeah, we're going to spend $150 million in this transfer market. Which, in this market, who knows how much that can take. Right, and that could be a lot. And that could be good quality players just yeah. because of the impact the pandemic has had on the market. Yeah. And you know, I think we even had Sporting come out and say about Bruno um, that he probably would have cost $20 million. Yeah. If Man United waited. Um, Which, I mean, thank God as they Man didn't. United, as Man United <laughs> fans, thank God they didn't. Yeah. But, um, I still think goes to show that this market is going to have a big impact on some of the players and how much they're going to cost. Yeah. And, you know, we talk about Arsenal. They didn't have a lot of money to begin with. No, they're... A lot of their money is tied up in these big contracts. You look at Ozil, you look at Lacazette, you know, what they have to give to Aubameyang... I'm sure Socrates and David Luiz also a good chunk of that contract. Um, you know, they also have players that want to leave, like uh, Torreira. Um, I think Socrates was linked to a move away to, I think, believe Stuttgart. Yeah, I mean, even Aubameyang has been linked away. Yeah, Aubameyang has been continuously linked to teams like Real Madrid, Barca, Inter. Even Manchester United. Right. Um, so it's just, I think it's going to be interesting to see what they uh, could do. Again, I believe Arsenal does have more limited funds than Man City, obviously. Um, yeah, Man City have I, oil money. <laughs> right. <laughs> but I think, honestly, their left back and right back seem pretty, uh, kind of sewed up. I mean, Bellerin looked pretty good uh, today. Yeah. Uh, that, that day. Lucas uh, Tierney for $25 million is a bargain. No, and obviously it shows that why he's one of, he was one of Celtic's best players. Yeah. Uh for a number of years. Um, definitely, I believe the center back is need to uh, change. Um, yeah, you can't have consistently David Luiz and, right. and Mustafi. Yeah, I mean, Rob Holding could still probably get into that uh, team. Yeah, I, but I if you want to like challenge for was, top right, four. Yeah. Um, Saliba's probably coming back on loan from St. Etienne. He has a high ceiling, I like So that. he, yeah, he definitely does look good. Um, so again... Arsenal are more of the younger side in terms of developing their players, and you know, they're limited with their cash and what they can do. Yeah. Um, if you look at City, they're not as limited with the cash, obviously, <laughs> and I definitely feel like they also have players that they can move on as well and kind of replace. You know, they have to replace David Silva, maybe even a Fernandinho. Yeah, they're gonna have to replace him as well. Um, you're maybe looking at you know you're looking at a Sane replacement. Even though, you know, you could place probably Sterling on the left and uh, Bernardo Silva on the right. It seems like they actually got their, uh, their signing replacement with Fernand Torres. Right, they could get Fernand Torres. I also saw reports for uh, Leon Bailey of yeah. Leverkusen. Uh, so for sure, definitely, they are looking for a left winger or a guy that could play across the front uh, front three that Sané could, that Sané could provide them uh, with that as well because Torres... To play on the left and the right, and same thing with uh, Leon Bailey as well. Um, so let's just switch gears a little bit. Let's move, talk to, uh, I know it's going to be a little bit depressing for us, <laughs> uh, Chelsea versus Man United. 
is De Gea done at um, uh, Man United? So, and this is a difficult thing to talk about because genuinely, David De Gea is my favorite, one of my favorite players on the team. Just right, he was the reason why we got second place. He stuck with us even after Ferguson. He became the best goalkeeper in the world for years. I don't even right. think. Even after that linked move away, yeah. that failed transfer the to Real Madrid. It was a fax machine that right. saved them. Yeah. Which, you know, was it really? I think one of them pulled out of the deal at the last minute, and I feel like they're just going to blame it on the, tax, uh, on the fax machine. But yeah. yeah. No. If only they would have traded for Kyle Corbett. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, Is yeah. De Gea done? Well, you got to look at their options. Look, if they start Romero this game, and Romero is is has been somewhat prone to making a mistake, but a lot less than De Gea. Right. Does he save both of those shots? He saves one of those shots. I he think saves... he saves Mason Mount's shot. That's yeah. a rude shot. You know, it's it a was, difficult one to save. It was difficult the one to save, so you can maybe excuse that. But I definitely think Romero could, or even Henderson, which I know has been a big discussion amongst Ben United fans. Of, yeah. Should he deserve that number one spot, especially? how well he has done at Sheffield, especially on a championship and Premier League type level, does um, does Will Romero now become a third-choice keeper if you're going to have a De Gea or a Henderson kind of rotating as maybe that number one, number two-choice keeper? Well, you have to also look at Will Romero want to be a, a number three-choice keeper. Right. Because it's, well, it's well known that he's the, sec- the best second-choice keeper in the world. Yeah. So you have to look at, especially he, for a free transfer. That's you know that to me yeah. was incredible. I, I learned that the other day. I thought we paid something, but like no, he was a yeah. free. Um, but definitely, Man United definitely have good backup goalkeepers um, coming to them next season. You know, Romero still looks pretty solid. Um, Lee Grant, oh, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> um, they have Henderson. Henderson, who, yeah. And he's not going to be loaned out again. He's no, been loaned out, like, I think around six times. So he's not, four to six times. He hasn't been, and he's shown, he's been one of the reasons why they were cha- challenging for Champions League. Champions. Right, Sheffield definitely were challenging for at least Europa. Um, they dropped off a little bit just because they can't play with fans, and that was, they, they fed off that energy at Brown right. Lane, so. Um, and I definitely just be, feel like um, teams just started to hit the ground more running. Yeah, I hit the ground running uh, faster and better than them after the restart. However, I do believe that um, I don't think Man United are done with De Gea. I feel like they're still willing to hold on. I still feel like he is going to be first choice even come next season. Um, I think it also just show that they do need another center back. Um, that partnership, it was weird. They switch once Bailly got injured. They switched to a three five two. No, they had a three five two. They started they switched a to a, they switched to a four three three. They did okay. So yeah. I got it backwards. Um, so which they seemed compact in the three five two. Like defensively, they were really good in the three five two. Yeah, but it's also the spacing didn't really work. Yeah, I n- I didn't understand why they couldn't go out and you know I understand it worked like when they played Chelsea twice. I understand that kind of formation yeah. worked. However, for 18, 19 games of that unbeaten run. He played four at the back. He played a four two three one. Yeah. And I get it. Maybe it's the rotation. Maybe you want to play a little bit more defensively because Chelsea have been on great form as of late, especially our American hero, Christian Pulisic. <laughs> um, and Giroud has also been killing it as well. And so as William, we alluded to that in the last video uh, in our FA Cup uh, preview uh, match. 
I, in my opinion, Ollie got it wrong here tactically. Uh, I get it. I think I think he's putting all his eggs in one basket in terms of challenging to for that fourth spot. I think he looked at the FA Cup as, hey, listen, I made it to the semifinals. Yeah. Um, and look, I lost to Chelsea, who are a, you know, very good team, a very good team, and have been on great form as of late. I just believe that. Um, Solskjaer did get it wrong tactically. I, I get it. Maybe switching up the formations and maybe, you know, we saw Pogba on the bench. Uh, we saw Fosu Mensa again making an appearance in this game. My opinion does, um, I, again, my opinion is Ali did get it wrong. And I understand the uh, rotation of players uh, just because you have two crucial games. Because thanks to Tottenham, many United are now equal on point dif- uh, on a Goal differential with uh, with Leicester, um, which so, I mean that's incredible. Yeah, um, so, and I and I watched that Tottenham game. I'm sorry to get you off, but yeah, Harry Kane had a couple of chances to make it four. Yeah, and if they would have made it four, Man United go fourth without even playing a game. Right, I think it just goes down to win record at this point uh, as to why and games uh, as to why Man United are still fifth. So Man United still have a big have two big games against. Uh, definitely Wednesday against West Ham. Um, that's going to be a pretty big game. And in the final game of the season, everyone's been saying this is going to be for fourth spot. Yeah. Is Leicester versus Man United. I'm just going to say, um, if we look at the standings now, um, Chelsea do play Wolves and Liverpool, so maybe there's a bit of a drop-off. Uh, yeah. Because Liverpool aren't in the Champions League, so there's no reason why they can't play a full-strength squad. Especially, they're playing at Wolves, home, and they want to keep that, right. like... Wolves are record. in the Europa League, so maybe there's a bit of rotation, and, and Wolves are for sure trying to get into that last Europa League spot. Uh, definitely trying to catch up with Tottenham, who they're two points uh, behind and sick, uh, at 7th, and Tottenham's at 6th. Uh, you know, so it's definitely going to be interesting to see. But going back to this game, um, De Gea's mistakes is what cost Man United. At least the Giroud goal... And then the own goal. Um, then they have Mason Mount's goal, which you yeah, know, Mason Mount's goal is the old goal by Harry, uh, by Harry Maguire. It doesn't help. However, Bruno Fernandes' pen at the last minute, it does. It also does end uh, the run of Bruno Fernandes' unbeaten record at Man United. Which I mean, it was inevitable, right? You know, even I think a lot of people said this. The start, the game pileup that they had, of course they were going to lose a game. Right, and it's just unfortunate it's in the FA Cup semi-final just because, you know, I think as many United fans, we'd have liked to have seen a De Bruyne versus a Bruno midfield matchup, and now we're seeing Ceballos versus... Ross Barkley. Ross Barkley matchup, which, you know, um, we're having a um, London derby Instead of yeah. a a Manchester derby, which is fine. Um, however, um, just going back to that game, you know, Man United didn't really seem like they were on the front foot at all. It really, you know, Chelsea, uh, you know, they Chelsea had forty nine possession to Man United's fifty one, but Man United kind of typically dominating possession is in anyway, their own half. Yeah, as well. uh, Chelsea had more shots on goal and more shots in general. We had yeah. twelve shots and seven on goal. While Man United has seven shots and only three on goal. Um, but I just want to point out there were 18 fouls called in Chelsea uh, for Chelsea. Before yellow card. 
No, uh, no, and, even before they didn't have zero uh, yellow cards. Pogba makes a tackle that could be that could have even been not a yellow card. Gets a yellow card. Right. And I wanted to speak to this, and I don't care if this sounds like sour grapes. Okay. I don't. Mike Dean needs to start playing championship games. He he filled for the first like thirty minutes. He filled Chelsea's N'Golo Conte role. He blocks too many United's players from getting into defense. It was I mean, and even want to go back to another defensive play. Zuma basically just absolutely kicks Martial in the back of the leg. Martial's the one that try that goes to the ball and, cl- and hits it. Not even a free kick call. Not even a foul right. call. Right, and I think um, this also does allude to the fact that, you know, uh, to one of your earlier videos is uh, the failure of VAR. Yeah. Um, especially with that Southampton game. Uh, I know a lot of people are going to say, oh, Man United has had that bit of rubber the green. Yeah. You know, that luck of VAR on their side and referees. And yes... Um, in certain situations, maybe, uh, in certain, definitely certain situations, and so maybe um, you can just chalk that up to Chelsea now uh, feeling that little bit of luck while Man United fans are more towards like, hey, why aren't we getting that as well, even though Man United fans have sort of benefited, Man United has sort of benefited from the... Um, VAR. From VAR and the, you know, what's going... Um, behind the scenes with VAR, however, just and I'm not saying it would have made a huge difference. I mean, look, statistically, if you would have looked at it, okay, um, if you if you give him a free kick, they probably Drew probably doesn't have the time to go down and score. Right. Uh, if you and look, if United score from that, the whole thing changes. Right. But you know that that that's going into what if territory yeah because if we look back even to united's first game against chelsea when Tammy abraham hit the post where emerson hit the post yeah no for the first 20 25 minutes I mean, chelsea were the chelsea team. were on the front foot but then many United broke away with uh rashford and martial obviously doing uh really well for them um i think it's just going to be interesting to see uh, and definitely many united also suffered from injuries here so let's not take away yeah. from that um, and then just looking ahead, um, uh, again, we looked ahead into the schedules. Uh, Man United have West Ham, who are in sort of a relegation uh, battle the thing to is, try to stay up. For and, West Ham, and I'm not trying to get yeah. you off, they're less in a relegation battle than Watford are. They're right. kind of okay. They're on 34, which they're is 3 points. Oh, 37. 37 points, yeah. Oh, so, so they're yeah. 6 points uh, ahead of the drop zone, so like yes, okay, yeah, yeah. So ahead of Villa and Bournemouth, so yes, that's fine. Um, so it's not they're, they're not much of a relegation battle, but they're still, you know, it is still there's a chance. A, there's a chance that you know does uh Villa and Bournemouth need to win? Then oh, Bournemouth is automatic. Bour- yeah, Bournemouth's already relegated. It's not on Aston Villa, right? If Aston Villa, and even then, if Watford. Pick up any points against Man City, uh, Aston Villa are down. Right. So I don't know if you can call it a relegation battle for, especially no, but West Ham. You Hand. still can. Um, you still can point out that um, West Ham, uh, you know, haven't looked the best this season, even though they're spending a lot of money. Yeah. Um, I mean, but you, we've seen them upset teams. Right. No, and I'm I just think saying. In the reverse fixture, we lost. Right. Um, and definitely. Um, Man United, I think against that against Crystal Palace, kind of struggled a little bit as well. Uh, winning two 0 did seem a little bit um, kind of thankful. lucky, especially yeah. with uh, Jordan Ayew having his like 
big toe being offside. Um, you know, Martial's and Rashford's goals was obviously tremendous. I mean, Marsh and Rashford in the build up to Martial's goal looked like prime Ronaldo because he was able to get past a basically trap of three players on the sideline. I mean, it was incredible. Right. But, you know, I think if I'm Solskjaer, and I, and I truly believe this, top four in Europa League is still a great season. I think it's it, it arguably can be a, the best season we've had since Fergie. Okay. Points-wise, no. Points-wise, we've been terrible. But right. arguably, I mean, look, okay, we look at uh, Mourinho's season. The only season that we really can point out is the, is the top is the second season. But we really didn't do much in that second. Right. Season. No, we didn't win anything. We got second place with a Champion League spot. We were sort of a title challenger at the beginning, but then City yeah, blew just, out. Yeah. Just kind of just took over. Um, Which that's an all-time great City team. Right. Yeah. For sure. Um, yeah. I um. Many, I think Man United haven't been the luckiest in terms of this. We haven't been the luckiest, uh, just be given with the breaks. You know, <laughs> on Wednesday, it's a quick turnaround. That's three yeah. days to play West Ham. Um, you know, if we take a look of how West Ham have been doing, they haven't had the best of form, but again, they right. beat Chelsea, they're able to beat big teams, right? So, um, you know, drawing with Newcastle, losing to Burnley, winning 4 0 against, uh, Norwich and three uh, one against Watford, definitely. Um, I mean, they're gonna struggle against the big teams, but they definitely can upset. Yeah. And then if we look, and then Leicester again is that gonna be that who gets into that final spot? Yeah. Which, my opinion, could be that it's gonna come down to goal difference, and especially since uh, Leicester have just played their last game before United. Um. It's going to definitely advantage United depending on going into it. Um, if they beat West Ham. If they beat West Ham. Right. And just to kind of add, it's kind of funny how our like former managers are doing really well for us. Like for example, Jose. Moyes took points off of Chelsea. Right. Jose took points off of Leicester. Now, if Moyes can just like curl up into a ball and do nothing like he did at Man United for this game, right. that would be great. But if you look at uh, Chelsea's next two games, uh, obviously Liverpool and uh, Wolves, um, and then they have Arsenal and Bayern coming up in the FA and the Champions League, respectively. I mean, um, but they're already out of the Champions League. They're 3-0 against yeah. Bayern, who are looking like they could contend. Uh, yeah, and, you know, so maybe against Wolves they go a little bit more conservative, but again, I feel like uh, they have time between the FA Cup game and that game against Wolves to have a... Um, but they also play Wednesday. They play Wednesday against They play Liverpool. Wednesday against Liverpool, and they play Sunday against uh, Wolves, and then they play the first against Arsenal. Yeah. So, I mean, listen, that's also my United schedule. However, um, it's going to be interesting to see how Chelsea do as well because... Um, we take a look at them. You know they've been on great form. Do they drop points? Do they not against these two tough, uh, tough clubs? And, you know, obviously Liverpool uh, won the Premier League, and Wolves still trying to eye that last uh, Europa yeah. League spot or trying to sneak in. Um, do uh, so? Do Chelsea drop points? They're gonna. It's gonna be incredibly hard for Chelsea to beat Liverpool. I'm gonna say this because they're at home. They want to probably keep that record. They, uh, Jurgen Klopp doesn't have anything else to play for. 
I right, think, I say I think he sends out two full strength squads in the next two games. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Um, uh, yeah, and you know, again, and against Wolves, you know, Wolves are gonna probably put up a test against uh, Chelsea. Yeah, they've again, always been they a difficult want, team to play. Right, because again, they want to play. They want to try to overtake Tottenham for the last spot. Um, if we take a look at Tottenham's schedule, I know we're straying, kind of straying away from the FA Cup, but if we just take a look at Tottenham's schedule, because I just want to also talk about um, the last four and who gets what spots, uh, their last game is against Crystal Palace. So do you favor Chelsea? Uh, you, do you favor an upset with Wolves, or do you favor uh, Tottenham holding on to that last Europa League spot? I think you have to look at, I mean, Crystal Palace has lost their last six. I don't think they really have a chance in this right. game against uh, against Tottenham. But we've seen Jose Mourinho's uh, Tottenham play terribly. I mean, right. they should have lost a game against Bournemouth. If it wasn't for VAR, they should have lo- they, they, right. luck- they were lucky to come out right. with a draw. Yeah. No, and definitely um, it's kind of questionable Jose's hiring. And, you know, he's had some bright spots. He hasn't really. Yeah. Um, definitely trying to get one of, like, in my opinion, one of the brightest... Uh, Midfielders and Dumbele out of the squad. I feel like that's that's very weird. It's that's very, very weird, weird and it's almost like Pogba esque, you know, a player yeah. that he just signed. You know, almost like kicking him out because he's not really following it. Whatever, whatever the case may be. Um, I feel like. Uh, so I feel like Chelsea. Um, uh, do I feel like Chelsea are going to drop points to at least Liverpool, maybe tie with Wolves. Um, so that is going to still give Man United the opportunity to maybe sneak up into that third spot just to secure it, to secure a Champions League place. Yeah. And again, I think for Ollie, his set, his like first full season, being in the Europa League, um, and getting far in the Europa League, and also being able to uh, get a Champions League spot, especially after the season that they had at the first half. Coming back and being yeah, able to. It looks like an entirely different team. Right. It looks nine day, and I definitely believe that uh, Ollie could probably turn around. It just, you know, we're going to have to see. I, I get it. Fatigue is going to play a factor and all yeah. that. So, yeah, I think that pretty much wraps it up. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we were both wrong with the FA Cup. Uh, hey, I got the scoreline right for Chelsea, though. 3 uh, 1. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's it. That's all I have. Um,. <laughs> Let us know in the comments down below what your thoughts, if you have any other opinions, anything uh, you guys want to discuss. And in the comments, let us know down below. Don't forget to like and subscribe. Uh, follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Links I'll, will be in the description. Right. Um, because pretty much we're going to just try to, I don't know, give our own opinions on uh, Twitter and Instagram as well and keep you updated as to when videos drop. Hope you guys do enjoy. Uh, again. Let uh, let us know your opinions down below in the comments, and I hope you guys have a good day and stay safe.